Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June, and my guy, Greg Penniman is back. Greg, how are you doing, man? Feeling very fresh, uh, very, very excited, you know. Hopefully I got a little tan on and everything. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy uh, to be back, happy to be uh, ready for this football season. We're, like, about 10, 11 days. Next Thursday is going to start. Uh, after this Labor Day weekend, we, we get ready. We got uh, Bucks Dallas. So, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be very, very entertaining, very good game, very good start to the season. Yeah, and, and you would see Greg's uh, newly fresh tan if you're watching us on YouTube. But if you're listening on podcasts, we appreciate that as well. Just make sure you're subscribed, however you are listening or watching or consuming this show. Um, very much appreciated. And also, as Greg said, we are about a week away from football. Uh, and this weekend is Labor Day weekend, so we will actually not have a show this weekend the next time you hear our voices though we will be talking about a football game we will be breaking it down talking about the game giving our picks on the spread the total uh all of it as we always do on this show um and then we'll be right back into our regular season schedule four shows a week you know so make sure you are with us you know definitely don't want to miss it uh whether we're doing the you know, like I said, Thursday night breakdowns or the part one and part two previews where we break down all 16 games, spread totals, all of it, give down our, our streams of the week as well as our as well as our starts of the week. And then we also have a, a waiver wire show on Monday and our reaction to the week that was. So definitely do not want to miss the, miss these shows or miss these, um you know, these episodes that we'll be putting out and we'll be pumping them out every week for the next 18 weeks yes i did not misspeak 18 weeks because we are committed to the cause <laughs> so that's those of you that gonna have those week 18 championships now yeah not even week 17 week 18 so, yeah so i mean get your commissioner to change it now if you still have chance if you still have time but if you do are if you do end up having to play in a week 18 championship we will be here with you, but also even if you're not playing, just stay with us because, like we said, you're gonna want to be paying attention to some of the stuff that's happening. And you don't want to miss, you know, like Jonathan Taylor running for 253 yards in a uh, Week 17 championship. So, um, Greg, are you ready to get into some news, man? That's a fact. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm doing. Let's let's do it. Let's do it, man. I mean, it's it's some sad news, some somber news. Um, you know, first. J.K. Dobbins, the talented second-year running back with the Baltimore Ravens, um, injured his knee on, I think it was Saturday night, Sunday night, Saturday night um, against the against or in a in a preseason game, and uh, ends up tearing his ACL. He's out for the year. Was placed on IR, but um, you know this basically means that Gus Edwards is going to assume the the RB1 role here for the Baltimore Ravens. I have him slated in my top 24. He's in that RB20 range for me uh with you know after the injury. What say you, Greg? Yeah, definitely first hate to see it for JK, especially in the preseason game. Uh, man, it's, it makes me you know more of the reasons about having those drafts right near the, the start of the season, you know, so you can be ready for that. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's tough to see it. Gus the Bus, he's in there. Um, he's already had some some standalone value because he was on, you know, the Ravens for the most rush-heavy team in the league. But now that he's, you know, definitely going to have the, the RB1 role, that definitely takes a bump up for him, a uh, huge bump up for him. I, I, yeah, definitely have automatic RB2 I think with some RB1 upsides and week especially when the Ravens are are heavy run probably for the start of the season when all these receivers are going to be banged up uh, I see no reason why they don't lean on the run even more um in these first couple weeks so yeah I, I like Gus Edwards uh, a lot um in his prospects um yeah the receiving won't be there so 
the PPR numbers probably will still not be there. I uh, still think, you know, they'll, they'll use other people for that. Um, uh, but yeah, he's, he's going to be a bump up. It's definitely a guy you, you want to take middle of the rounds. If you can get him, um, take him. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some people say that, you know, you should draft Gus Edwards basically where you were drafting JK Dobbins. And that, and that totally makes, makes sense there. Um, I mean, I had J.K. Dobbins in that top 18 range as well. So it's a difference of like four spots there. So it's, that's really marginal in terms of what you're getting. You, you know, you were getting you were getting J.K. Dobbins and hoping for this receiving upside, you know, that maybe it potentially would come. But Gus Edwards, you're just taking him and you know that it's probably not going to be there. Although, you know, he didn't have much targets last year. I think he only had 13 uh, was able to catch nine of them, actually went back and watched all 13 of those targets. Gus Edwards can catch the ball. I mean, I just don't want to, I just want to put that out there. I don't know if it's going to be, it might be a common misconception that he can't play in the pass game. Cause I know going into it, I thought that Gus Edwards couldn't play in the pass game. I was like, let me watch him. And this guy can, you know, make catches full extension. You know, they had him running some routes deep down the field last year, like wheel routes and things like that. So, you know, I think that he, that will be an, that will be an under, I guess that would be part of his game that's probably undersold. And that's probably, you know, uh, you know, as fantasy managers, we're probably maybe getting a, a discount there with Gus Edwards because he might have that reputation. But, you know, he's definitely at worst going to lead this team in rush attempts, going to lead this team in rushing touchdowns as well. You know, there's going to be, you know, I, I've got the Ravens projected for 20 rush, 21 rushing touchdowns. If he gets 50% of those, that's 10 rushing touchdowns. We saw Mark Ingram, um, you know, have, have a high touchdown number a few years ago. That was also the part of the upside that you were getting here with J.K. Dobbins potentially. I think there there's a there's a, a ceiling here that's probably unaccounted for with Gus Edwards. Yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, with that in all regards for that. I took him in a league last night. Um, he's definitely if you, I'm happy if he's my RB two for sure. Um, you see my if my RB one, I'm a little worried because of the PPR upside, but uh, I think if you can get him as your RB two, you you gotta pull the trigger on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to some some other news. So Cam Newton was released today from the New England Patriots. Did not make the final 53. That is a bit of a surprising cut. Um, obviously was dealing with. Uh, he had to stay away from the team due to some some miscommunication in the testing protocols. And so essentially that seemed to give way to Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback, the 15th overall pick in the NFL draft to, you know, Wally Pitt, Cam Newton here and take the starting job here for the New England Patriots. So, Greg, what does this do in your mind for the Patriots? Uh, what does it mean? For, what can we expect for Mac Jones this year? Uh, and what does it mean for maybe some of these these fantasy these weapons on the uh, these fantasy options on the on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely congrats to to Mac Jones for you know getting his starting job. Um, you know, Cam Newton um, definitely a surprising move, but not as surprising what team it came from. Like the Pats, they they do this like they don't care what name is on your up your back, what number you wear, what clout you have. Um, if they will cut you, they will cut you. So um, Mac Jones, he gets his chance. I mean, the the roster around him isn't changing. I mean, they traded Sony Michelle. I think you know the the weapons receiver wise are uh, a, a average core at, be, at best. So I'm not gonna say you know it's gonna uh, get too much uh, better as far as the weapons. But for him, I think he kind of elevates the passing game a little bit. They will uh, probably put more effort into to passing the ball down the field. Um, they weren't a team that really stretched the field last year at all. Uh, and, you know, the, the, their biggest plays were Cam Newton rushing plays. So it was, uh, yeah, definitely going to be a change of offense this year. Mac Jones should help the, that out, the aerial attack a little more. Um, and I think they, you know, they're able to rely on guys like Damian Harris a little more in the backfield. Um, yeah, so that, that's good prospects for him, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it actually, you know, I, I think you don't realize how much Cam Newton – suffocates like well not even i mean cam newton was great in fantasy but he was he was always he, a great player yeah. he demands a certain type of offense though yeah. yeah like you have to run you don't run the same offense with cam newton that you do with mac jones or tom brady or any of these guys so like this was an offense that was running the ball you know 50 percent of the time you know sometimes even more than that and so 
this becomes a right, you know, Josh McDaniels gets back to doing what he had done, you know, with Tom Brady and with previous quarterbacks, which is throw the ball 55, 60% of the time and have success doing it in the short game, making use of yards after the catch. And Cam Newton wasn't that type of player, um, especially not at this point in his career. And so I think that the volume of pass attempts potentially goes up here for the New England Patriots. I think that the running backs can now, you know, exist. Touchdowns, yes. Touchdowns touchdowns. (laughs) because those are going to be there for the New England Patriots like Damian Harris, like Damian Harris. I also think Ramon J. Stevenson has um, a, a, a role. I think James White, is usable again in fantasy yep. because now you have a traditional offense where the run, the wide receiver is, or the, you know, James White's going to be used as that out of the, the op, out of the backfield option in the past game, like we've seen him for years with Tom Brady. And that wasn't there last year with Cam Newton. And we, we kind of knew that with the offense that they were implementing. And then the tight ends, you know, how they're going to be utilized with this young quarterback. So I think that, Again, the 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 it just kind of raises the floor for all of these New England Patriots players where you were getting them at a significant discount. I mean, some of these players, I mean, Jacoby Myers, I think, is going to, you know, he's going to he's going to take even a leap from what we saw potentially last year. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is going to, like you said, make more plays down the field as they emphasize the deep passing game. I think there's a lot to be had here with this New England Patriots offense. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I'm 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 very hyped for that. The amount of rushing touchdowns is gonna shift to hopefully Damian Harris and, and and guys like that on the running back core. And James White, yeah, in short in third down situations, short situations. It was a Cam Newton run, Cam Newton quarterback sneaks, like they can throw the ball to James White, him get him more receptions, uh get him more to that stable, you know, twelve point per guy that we saw all those years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh definitely looking forward to seeing how this this New England offense operates. Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. And this may be a low key, um, you know, this may be a, a low key kind of, of release here, but John Brown was released from the Las Vegas Raiders. That may not seem like a big deal, but two guys that I know, you know, you know, I, one guy I've been talking about a while and, and Greg, I know you made the transaction in, elite, in our league of extraordinary Immediately. people, you must be feeling a type of way about another guy. But obviously, I'm alluding to the wide receivers, the second-year wide receivers out in Vegas, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. And so these guys seem to have locked up the starting job on the outside for the Raiders. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs, as I've been saying, fits this mold that we, we saw in Nelson Aguilar fit perfectly last year. And could potentially see uh, if he could see 100 targets. I think a thousand yard season is definitely in the in the range of outcomes. And then Brian Edwards gets talked about as this amazing prospect. To yeah. I mean, I've heard To come out. Uh, I've you know I he just brand, I've heard Brandon Marshall. Like I've heard some some ridiculous. Yo, he's names. a training camp legend, man. Right now, training Last camp season. legend Brian Edwards, but. They've trusted him enough to get the job done this year. Uh, he's going to fit that possession role there for for the for the Vegas Raiders. I mean, he is competing with Darren Waller, I believe, for targets, but still, I think there's an, enough upside there in an offense that will be throwing the ball a decent amount in in some of their games. So, I think they're both of these guys are worth the shot. What what say you, Greg? Oh yeah, definitely. Um... You know, Henry Ruggs, I think, has some, you know, high-end wide receiver two value, uh, especially as, you know, with the upside he had last year. I, I know I was pretty high on him, but uh, taking that second-year leap, I think he can definitely be get get you a top 24 finish. Um, and, you know, Brian Edwards is going to give you some good flex weeks uh, with that that bump. Uh, immediately, yeah, dropped John Brown uh, and got Brian Edwards yesterday uh, over the weekend when I heard that news. So definitely going to be uh, good for both of them. Um yeah, I mean Darren Waller is Darren Waller. He's not, nothing real move is going to impact him. Um, so yeah, it, it's more good for the both receivers, Ruggs and Edwards. Definitely agree. Yeah, definitely there. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's uh, Carson Wentz. He's well, he ends up on the COVID list uh, as a close contact, high risk close contact. So 
their expectations that he'll be back by week one. Um, you know, there was a few guys like Michael Thomas that ends up on the pup list. So, you know, he won't be eligible to come back until at least week six. So or at the earliest week six. So, you know, there's that. But we got to jump into our season long picks, our predictions here, our Super Bowl predictions. And Greg, you know, obviously we're prognosticating here. We also will be prognosticating during the season in terms of uh, what fantasy, what players could do in their in potential fantasy matchups, and what players will do in games, and what their yardage totals, touchdown, how many touchdowns they might score, and a certain amount of props that they might be, uh, or you know, what props that they might hit. So, uh, are we? Are you playing any props this year, Greg? I know I'm already going to be playing props, and the best way to do it, I think, is through Thrive Fantasy. Um, speaking of Thrive Fantasy. Come up, prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Again, Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. So go get our final about this this year. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. All you got to do is hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. And talk about money in the prize pool. You, you think maybe you came in a lot of money, maybe the prize pool too big. Nah, Thrive has given over 140,000 guaranteed prizes in uh, NFL Week 1 and has awarded over $4 million. Thrive's features, uh, uh, featured 100,000 guaranteed contests. It's 20, just $20 to enter, and uh, first place takes home 20K. So it's definitely money to be brought home. All you got to do is use that promo code FFDX when you sign up uh, today and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. That's free money. I mean, all you got to do is use the code FFDX. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and let's go. Let's prop up today. Hey, you heard it there. Let's get into these divisional picks. And we're going to start with a division that is close to you, Greg, the NFC East. Yeah, why we got, oh, nah, oh man. That's... <laughs> last, last year, the Washington oh, football man. team came in first, 7-9. and nine. Then it was the New York Giants at 6-10, and 10, the Dallas Cowboys 6-10, and 10, and then the Philadelphia Eagles 4-11-1. Greg, who is winning? the nfc east this is definitely the hardest division to call probably every year because uh, all these teams usually under underachieve uh, or either one team just randomly overachieves and no one really can to predict it um i guess that saying definitely save the best for last we started by saving the worst for first like so uh uh it's tough i mean i really want to go washington again but they have a they have the tough schedule this year because they were the division winners last year, so uh, it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Dallas Cowboys this year. Dallas Cowboys, I think, gets it done in the division. Having Dak back, I think, having the most uh, balanced offense out of the four teams. Uh, I think Washington definitely has the best defense still out of these four teams, and that will keep them in the games. I think they will. It will be close between Dallas and Washington, but uh, I'm gonna take. Dallas to to take take over. Hope they think they improved on defense with their draft picks. So yeah, I'm Dak bring is gonna bring them home. Yeah, man, I I am I'm totally with you here. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to to win this division and win the NFC East here. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, that they've got the the best balance in terms of a pass game and a run game. Uh, you know, they can take a lead and then they can hold on to that lead. And now they might actually have a, a, a formidable defense here, like you like you referenced with some of their draft picks. I mean, if, if you've been watching Hard Knocks, Micah Parsons, I mean, that <laughs> – I mean, I, I know Definitely. I had said it earlier, like, during the before, – before the draft. I said, if you want to find the football, just watch Micah Parsons because he'll find it for you. And just seeing how Dallas is using him – not just as an off the ball linebacker or or a three four defensive end. They are going into 
There, there's packages where he's a four three outside linebacker. There's packages where he's a three four outside linebacker. So I'm totally with you, man. If this defense can take a can take it to another level here, then I think that Dallas is is far and away the best team in this division. Um, let's go to a division that is close to my home. So the AFC okay. East. Oh, okay, okay. And last year, uh, I think I know I definitely picked the New England Patriots to win the division. That did not happen. Uh, the Buffalo Bills won that division, won this division, uh, the uh, 13 and three, the Miami Dolphins came in second, 10 and six, the New England Patriots came in third at seven and nine. And then my beloved New York Jets who love to hate me came in at two and 14. And so I sit here and I ask who's going to win the division in 2021. And I don't think it's much of a question uh, this division goes through the North. It goes through Buffalo. And until until one of these teams can take them down, I know everyone's talking about Tua and Miami, but uh, I know Mac Jones. It's, it's Mac Jones' day today, and he's the greatest quarterback ever. He's going to suddenly win six Super Bowls again. Um, you Those know, mafia. But, until that, until anybody in this division takes that man down, uh, you know, for the for the takes that crown from him, it, it goes through Buffalo and Josh Allen. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I'm going with Buffalo again. Uh, they pretty much brought everyone back uh, and and added PP pieces. Uh, Gabriel Davis is going to also take that leap. Um, just offensively, they're going to be uh, a machine again. Uh, defensively, they're going to be there. That guy's going to be healthy. Um, yeah, there's. I don't see any. Well, I mean, you know, Mac Jones helps Patriots be better. Miami's going to be formidable defensively, but no one has that juice like the Buffalo Bills has right now uh, in that division. So yeah, they they get it done again. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I mean, we'll get the we'll get into it later. We'll just say that. But um, talking about the next division here, let's go with the NFC North, Greg. Okay. And so. The Green Bay Packers last year won this division at 13 and three. The Chicago Bears come in second, eight and eight. The Minnesota Vikings came in third, seven and nine, and then the Detroit Lions came in at five and eleven. How is this division breaking down in your eyes, Greg? Oh man, this is Aaron Rodgers' last season as a Packer. You think he's not gonna go out as a division champion? Like this is this is Aaron. This is what he's gonna do, man. He's gonna come out here, Green Bay. All the way. Uh, again, they are bringing back a lot of guys. They're bringing back guys they from the old squads, Randall Cobb. They they probably want to bring back Jordan Nelson if they could. But like, yeah, they I think the, the Green Bay Packers are gonna be uh, fine, just fine. I mean, they, they still got the best home field at Green Bay uh, as far as advantage. Um, they don't see a lot of other teams improving. I mean, Chicago is gonna get better when once they get fields, but the the upside is still capped. Andy Dawn's a starter right now. Um, I think they're not going to win enough Wait, games. Greg, you, you went out. Can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? All right, I hear you now. Oh, word. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Green Bay all the way. I mean, that's the, really them cut, cutting me off to say Green Bay, pretty much. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree with you as well on this one, man. Um, Green Bay is, you know, the... Each of the last two years, right? I mean, the year before they won, I think they won 13 games. And last year they won 13 games. And, you know, people thought it was a fluke the year before. But, you know, this is Matt LaFleur. He's, you know, second, his third year now with this team, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers potentially playing his last year in Green Bay. I know you say it definitively, <laughs> but. I still have, uh, you know, I, you know, nothing is definitive these days in this true. league. That's true. So uh, I'm just going to say, you know, he's he's auditioning. Let's put it that way. He, he wants he wants the bag. Uh, you know, he saw Tom Brady go out and get what he wants, and so you know maybe he's he's exercising some of that leverage here. But I am picking the Green Bay Packers to win this division. I don't think there's really another team in this division that can contend with them for the title. Um, you know, maybe that was a pipe dream when when Aaron Rodgers 
was potentially not coming back or potentially going to be playing in Denver, but not in this case. Um, Let's move on to the AFC North and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who started out 11-0, finished 12-4 to win the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens, who came in second at 11-5. The Cleveland Browns came in at third at 11-5. Uh, also made it to a playoff at at 11 and five, winning a wild card spot, and then the Cincinnati Bengals came in f- came in fourth, four 11 and one. Uh, for me here, I'm sticking to my guns here. I'm going to the Baltimore Ravens again. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's a former league MVP. Uh, I think he's only getting better as you know as he as he ages in this league. Um, and I think the Baltimore Ravens are somewhat telling the truth about wanting to pass the ball more, uh, which, you know, I think will lead them to having, you know, be scoring some more points and potentially being a bit more aggressive there on that side of the ball. So uh, I'm picking the Ravens to win this division. Uh, what say you, Greg? Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm also going with Baltimore to win the division. Uh, I think, you know, Pittsburgh did, Maybe they got better as far as their identity as what they want to run the ball, but I think Baltimore is just gonna be able to to sustain success this year uh, and and get it done. This is arguably the toughest division uh, in football right now. Um, probably like the most run heavy division definitely in football. So it's gonna be a lot of tough games um, between these teams. Um, but yeah, I think Buffalo and Baltimore gets better once, especially when they get healthy uh, towards you know get those receivers back, Bateman, Hollywood. Uh, and, you know, they already have Mark Andrews. Um, Sammy Watkins is going to help them out a lot. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be ready to go. And, and you mean, I think you mean Marquise Brown because he, he has to earn. Oh, right, right. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Uh, Sammy Watkins, oh, week one legend, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, legend. absolutely. <laughs> Sammy Watkins, week one. Uh, lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> um, Let's move on to the NFC South. And last year we had the New Orleans Saints come in and come in at 12 and four, winning the a, the NFC South. But then we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were the Super Bowl champions, come in at 11 and five. The Carolina Panthers came in at five and 11, and then the Atlanta Falcons came in last at four and 12. Greg. What say you when it comes to the NFC South? Oh man, it just the more games Tampa Bay plays, they just keep getting better. They like all they needed was just time, and now they just had more time to get better and and fine tune that offense, uh, fine tune the timing. A B with them more games, I see no reason why. Yeah, Tampa Bay is going to take this division. Uh, they're they're the best team, one of, arguably the, one of the best teams in football, the defending champions. Um, they have everyone back pretty much. Their defense young last year only gonna get better this year uh with their dbs and their line yeah i see yeah the Tampa bay bucks is just more time just to just fine tune them it's gonna be great yeah no definitely Tampa bay buccaneers is where i'm going as well i mean it seems like a you know like the easy pick to make defending super bowl champions but tom brady has showed no signs of slowing down um nah. this team like you said is only they you know they kept all 22 starters from their Super Bowl team, which is almost unheard of this day and age. But then they also added talent on top of that through the draft and also through free agency. So, you know, this team, again, is just, you know, going to make continue to, to make this run here for Super Bowls. And, uh, yeah, I think, again, you know, the the Bucks, I mean, the, the Saints, they're going to play well, you know. We'll see what the Panthers do. I mean, Atlanta's not going to be a slouch this year either. So, uh, but this this division goes through Tampa. Let's move yes, on sir. to the AFC South. And last year, the Tennessee Titans came in at 11 and five, winning the division. I don't know why you're doing all that. You picked Houston to win the division last year, but. I'm going with well, well, obviously Indianapolis. I went with them last year. They went 11 and five. They did not win the division. They did make, win a wild card, uh, make it to the playoffs. Uh, then Houston came in at four and 12, and then Jacksonville came in last, uh, one fifth, one and 15, worst record in the league. 
I am going with the Indianapolis Colts again uh, to win this division. I mean, Carson Wentz, um, you know, he if he can stay healthy, I think he provides more than a little bit more than what Phillip Rivers gave them last year, um, especially in, in the deep passing game and getting the ball down the field and, and being able to move the pocket because Phillip Rivers couldn't couldn't move um, any wooden QB sneak. But Jonathan Taylor, I think, also can ascend into one of the the better running backs in the NFL, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, and then Michael Pittman, I think, also can ascend as well. And so I think the Colts, you know, take that leap. But then also, you know, we also forget how good the Colts were on defense last year. I think that that continues as well. Greg, where are you at with the AFC South? Yeah, this is a good division for sure between those two teams. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Tennessee uh, just because, you know, down the stretch, I think they'll get it done, especially leaning on on Derrick Henry more um, in those divisional games. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be pretty tough between between those two. But, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to lean towards Tennessee. I mean, your, your guys, Ryan Tano at quarterback, you know, that means he's going to have have to have success on the football field as well, like football wise. So he's got to bring Tennessee home. Yeah, no, I, I went back. I went back and forth about this one, uh, but with Tennessee being, you know, Ryan Tannehill being my guy and uh, literally my guy at the quarterback position, and then, you know, obviously Julio Jones coming in, AJ Brown, and what what that does for Derrick Henry, but Tennessee's defense, yeah, man, they couldn't stop anyone <laughs> last year. I mean, I know that. That's a fact. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I just, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to pick them to, to, you know, to win the division and, and win consistently. Um, but you know, things, things happen. You never know. It's, it's, it's a, uh, anything can happen in the NFL any given Sunday, but let's move on to the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks 12 and four won the NFC West last year. The Rams came in at 10 and six. The uh, they ended up winning a wild card spot. The Arizona Cardinals come in at eight and eight, and then the San Francisco 49ers came in last, injury ridden to six and ten. Greg, where are you at with the NFC West? Who's taking it down this year? Yeah, I think the AFC North is probably the deepest, best division in football, but like the most intriguing, like the, that's a lot of storylines and stuff. That, that, that I mean, sorry, the AFC West. I mean, AFC North, but the AFC, NFC West is like so in- intriguing to me. Uh, just so, so many storylines, so many players, Russell Wilson, the, the Mercy Trey Lance, hopefully. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with San Francisco 49ers. I think they, they come back, they, uh, you know, revitalize themselves, stay healthy, uh, and, and get it done this year. They had a lot of key injuries last year. Um, and I think with those injuries on the other side, they stay healthy. They, they'll get it done, um, on both sides of the ball. Um, Jimmy G, who'll start off the season most likely. I mean, um, Trey Lance will be in there in in a lot of formats, and I think it'll be one of those situations. No matter how uh, well or bad the San Francisco 49ers start, Trey Lance is coming. His time will be there, uh, and it will be kind of not uh, how he not like that. He'll be Colin Kaepernick, but that run that Kaepernick made with the 49ers when he got there, I think that's kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm like tilting over here over my last over the uh, the NFC West because, you know, the the Rams obviously are, are intriguing. Um, if Cam Akers is on this roster, I don't think I even have to think about this. Um, but his loss, you know, really limits what they could have done in the you know what kind of game, team this could have been in the run game. Um, and then with Seattle, it's like. I can't bet on them to win the division because of Pete Carroll. Like, <laughs> like Russell Wilson will be why they end up in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. But Pete Carroll will be the reason why they don't win the division when you compare him to Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. and the thinkers that these guys are. And, and Pete Carroll just doesn't think about much other than – smacking on his chewing gum and clapping <laughs> his hands. Um, 
Don't know why I just decided to take this opportunity to go in on Pete Carroll. <laughs> Even Cliff Kingsbury is a good, a good offensive mind, a good amount. No, coach Cliff, mind yeah. Nah, man. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff is Cliff is on my list too, man. <laughs> I actually, this would be a good opportunity to say like one of the bets I've been making um, is Cliff to first coach to be fired. Not actually making that bet, but I'm just like if I could make that bet, I would make the bet. Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> is the first coach. <laughs> Yo, Thrive needs to put make another player prop. Uh, <laughs> coaches Can to get we fired. just bet on coaches? Yeah. Will Cliff Kingsbury be fired after this game? <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but you know, so yeah, I have Arizona coming in last in this division, actually. So I'm I haven't said my winner yet, have I? Uh, yes. I'm I'm gonna just go with I'm just gonna go with my guy, man, Kyle. I'm just gonna ride out with Kyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just an easy choice to make, you know. But that means that you and I, Greg, agreed on everything today, pretty much. So, because I know we pretty much agree on this. Oh, next except one. the AFC South. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to the AFC West. Oh yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. They came in fourteen and two <laughs> last year. Made it to the Super Bowl. Lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But obviously, they had a great regular season, fourteen and two. Then you had the Las Vegas Raiders, came in second at 8-8. Eight and eight. Then you had the Los Angeles Chargers, who, despite everything that Anthony Lynn tried to do, came in at 7-9. and nine. Um, And then you had the Denver Broncos, who came in at 5-11. and 11. So I'm obviously going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs, although... <laughs> I wanted. I really want to choose the Chargers. You want to choose the Chargers. I want to. So yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's just highlighting Brandon Staley. You know what he's gonna do with that defense, and if he, if the Chargers have the pieces in place to have the number one pass defense in the league, I need to see Darren James stay on the field. That's what I need, bro. He's healthy. He is. Season for like two years, so <laughs> he's healthy. You've got Joey Bosa. You've you know you've like if he can replicate what he did. You know Chris Harris is in that secondary as well. If he can replicate what he did with the Rams last year, with the Chargers, they could give the Chiefs some trouble twice I a think, year. I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think they'll win over ten games as well. So. They're going to be no, right absolutely. there. Yeah, they're going to be right there with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not going to run away with the division, for sure. Uh, I think it'll be maybe a two-game or one-game win uh, in that division because, yeah, the, the Chargers are going to be going to be there. It's just it's tough every year. Herbert's going to be, like, coming in second in his division, y'all. <laughs> every- I don't know, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> Herbert, with that defense, I'm just saying. Like, because we saw Herbert go toe-to-toe. With Anthony Lynn literally trying to to lose to 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 His keep first him game. <laughs> first game. Oh hey, by the way, you're starting. Oh okay, all right. Wait, who am I playing? Oh, the Super Bowl defending champions, and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, cool, no problem. Scores three touchdowns, like like it was nothing. So again, I'm just saying, you if the Chargers are who I think the Chargers are, in terms of this coaching staff and what they're going to do. With Justin Herbert and this defense, I'm not saying they'll win the division. I'm just saying they're gonna give the chart. They're gonna give the Chiefs a run for their money. That'd be a good. But, uh, let's make for yeah to give a put a bet on the Chargers. You definitely be uh, some nice. No, money. I actually I I did put a bet yeah. on the Chargers. Yeah, that's a good. That's <laughs> a good was, one to it do. Was, it was like plus twenty one hundred. Oh yeah, take that. Take yeah, that. Yeah, so that was a while ago. But anyway, let's jump into Super Bowl picks, right? And, well, before we do that, let's talk about these teams that we have making the, you know, the wild card, right? So we all picked, we picked our division winners. Who do we think gets these wild card spots? Let's start with the NFC. Greg, who are your three wild card teams? Uh, So NFC-wise, um... It's definitely, mm, mm, that's tough. I'm going to definitely go, well, I think Washington gets a spot. 
I think that New Orleans gets a spot, and I think Seattle gets a spot. Okay. Yeah, I've got Seattle. I've got New Orleans. But I also have the Rams in there. So I don't have Washington. I got the Rams again in that last spot. So I have three NFC West teams. So I know you had said earlier, I think the NFC West has a loaded division. Um, So I've got three of them making it. It's crazy because you could actually have with the seventh with the seventh playoff spot, you could actually have now an entire division make it. So that'd be cool to see one day. Yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah one day, one day. <laughs> All right. Hey man, if the you know if the AFC North steps up, you know they could do something. AFC North could be the one to do it. Yeah, yeah. That def- they definitely could be the one to do it. Um. All right. Let's let's move on to the AFC. Uh, and so my three wild card teams here are going to be the Cleveland Browns, which I think I think they're here to stay. I called them out to be a playoff team last year. I think that they are they are here to stay as a playoff team. The LA Chargers, who obviously, if you haven't guessed, I'm definitely picking them. <laughs> and then this last one's tough because there's three teams here that I could see making this last spot, right? Because it's either got to be the Titans the Steelers or the Patriots. And then you got the Dolphins who are also in this conversation. For me, I'm going to go with the Titans here. Uh, I think, again, like we talked about before, between the quarterback, the wide receivers, the running the running back and Derrick Henry, that they will have all the opportunities to have success on the offensive side of the ball. Just probably have some struggles defensively, which I don't think will be much of a problem for them until they get to the postseason greg what about you when it comes to the afc uh wildcard teams yeah i agree with you i mean uh basically we but we have the disagreement in the afc south so i'm just taking the indianapolis colts as that third wildcard team uh, along with the cleveland browns cleveland browns are just yeah keep getting better and better too with time um because they just have the formula for success in the playoffs so watch out for them for sure um and yeah and uh Taking, yeah, the Cleveland Browns, the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. The Herb time. You see that man on the wall? You got to take Herbert. <laughs> yeah, he's not on the main wall today, the, the wall of fame, which I guess we'll call it. But uh, right now that goes to Justin Jefferson. I don't know. I just felt like Justin Jefferson today. But we'll have some fun with it during the season. But Super Bowl picks. And so. Coming out of the AFC here, I'll go first, man. And this kind of hurts me to do it, but I'm going to put the Bills in the Super Bowl, man. I'm going to have the Bills taking down the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. (laughs) Yo, Patty's not even in the championship game. That's crazy. Buffalo Bills taking down the 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 LA Chargers in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Greg, what about you? Oh man, you know I did it last year. I'm doing it again. This is a dynasty in the making. Like I'm forcing it. Kansas City is going back to the Super Bowl once again. Uh, I think they. I believe that they're gonna. Chargers are gonna get there too in the AFC Championship. Uh, I think they beat the Chargers uh, for that. And, and get to the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. So we both have the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. That yeah, is dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, I like facts. that. That's dope. Okay, so who's in your NFC Championship game, Greg, and who comes out victorious? I'm going, uh, I believe it was a rematch of last year, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. Uh, and this time I'm taking Aaron Rodgers getting it done this year, man. Green Bay is getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, I believe, you know, because I'm the last kind of last season, Rodgers with Green Bay, just the storylines match up and everything. I think I think Green Bay gets it done. And yeah, it's going to be Kansas City versus versus Green Bay, that State Farm Bowl. Hey, man, this is crazy because I guess me and you have the same NFC Championship game. Green Bay Packers versus yes. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. And 
we have the same result because yes. I got the Green Bay yes. Packers winning yes. the NFC Championship game, yes. going on to the Super Bowl. But I also, but I have them facing Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So, Greg, I need to know who's winning the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, the redemption story: Kansas City gets it done, man. Kansas City gets two out of three. Uh, Pat Mahomes gets the second ring. Uh, I thought they were going to win last year. They they almost got there. They got to the Super Bowl last year. I was half right. Um, but yeah, this, the Kansas City gets the championship this year. Uh, they they have a better offensive line. I think that's where uh, it'll, it'll just all come together. We all the re- reasons why they lost last year are going to be the reasons why they win this year. They have the protection now for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, um, you know, I forget what I forget exactly the years, but the Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. They lost Brutal. all four of them. In a crazy, row. crazy. And last year they make it to the AFC Championship game. Was it the AFC Championship game? Yeah, yeah, not, against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah it was. The, yeah, you're right. It was the AFC Championship yep. game against the Chiefs. Yep, because Josh Allen stayed out there, wanted to see the confetti, all that stuff, <laughs> see what it was like to win the AFC Championship game. And I think they'll have their hearts broken again. <laughs> Yo, that's gonna be so brutal for Bill's Mafia, man. Yeah, be so, I'm sorry. I mean, it'll make them, I'm really make them not, happy but... that they have Josh Allen. I mean, he's gonna have another 10, 12 years in the league. So, like, well, bro, two things. First, I've been saying, and I said it last year, I've been said it to you multiple times. Like, if there's a team I think in the AFC that can take it to the Chiefs. It's the Bills. Like, there's there's no other quarterback, I think, in the AFC. Justin Herbert, maybe we'll see there one day. Um, Deshaun, obviously, we'll see where he ends up. But right now, if I had to go play Patrick Mahomes and I could pick my any quarterback in the AFC, give me Josh Allen. Yeah, I agree. I totally right? agree. Right, just give me Josh yeah. Allen. I mean, secondly, did you see that man the other day? I, I did not know. I, I did not. Oh know. my goodness, <laughs> Josh Allen in the in a pre. Granted, I get it. Preseason yeah, game. Preseason, Packers, you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But <laughs> I I'm watching Josh Allen, and that he looked better than last year. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this, like first first ten passes, ball didn't hit a gra- ball didn't hit the ground, and he's just out there three steps, boom, out there. Boom. Just boom. Just throwing rockets. And I'm like, yo. And then he throws a touchdown. It's like a 27-yard, a 30-yard touchdown pass. Just a absolute laser. Like where most quarterbacks would probably loft it in there. (laughs) Josh Allen was just like, no. (laughs) And it was just like, bro, then by the way, like this dude can run for five, 600 yards. Yep. And yep. so, yeah, man, I don't know, man. Uh, I, 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 it's just crazy. I, I didn't like Josh Allen, the prospect. I definitely don't like the Buffalo Bills as a Jets fan, but I am, I am being a realist here. I am prognosticating fantasy football. I have a duty to the people to report what I see. And my eyes tell me Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. No questions asked. You're not even told about the fact that Green Bay won the Super Bowl. Like, you know, like that, that's the, didn't you choose him to win? No, nah, because because uh, Aaron Rodgers is is the man, and so there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the, I guess I didn't. Even, I spent all this time talking about the Bills. I didn't even talk that's about. That's what I'm saying. Line, that's what I'm saying. Packers. Word. That's what right. I'm saying. Yo, you pick the Packers to win the Super Bowl. But <laughs> you just look at the Packers like they the the last three years. I mean, this is the third year of the program, right? And every year they've gotten a little bit farther along in along the way, right? And so. I think that this is the year that they, they actually get to that final goal with Aaron Rodgers. He's got Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, who's apparently taken a, a larger, a huge step I don't forward. I want to hear it. I know you don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know you don't want to hear it, but all the reports are the dude is, is having the best camp in a contract year, 
So okay, okay, okay. contract year. <laughs> I knew I knew I'd get you plus. over there. Yeah, I knew right. I'd get you there Follow the that. money. Follow the money. Yeah. But um, you know, and then this defense, they've got a new defensive coordinator in there. I uh, believe coming from I think he was in Washington previously. I forget his name, but either way, uh, I think they they're going to take a step forward on that side of the ball as well, and that's why they will beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah, with that matchup, I think Green Bay would definitely win that one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I was very close picking Green Bay to, to win. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they they take that chip. Yeah, it'd be just a perfect like sunset for maybe Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. Just a perfect like way to go out, man. It'd be beautiful. I mean, imagine like Aaron Rodgers just like going to any team after he won a Super Bowl, just kind of like, so what are you guys gonna give me? We starting at fifty. <laughs> That's what we starting at. Like we starting at yeah. like <laughs> what? Fifty or fifty or nothing. <laughs> Yo. Yo, oh man. Part part ownership in the uh. <laughs> part ownership, true, true, true. Yeah, man. So you know, I, I yeah. Pick so apparently we're both really high on the Packers. Obviously, we're both high on the Chiefs, high on the Bills, high on the Chargers. Which not surprising if you listened to this podcast last year, you would know that we're both really high on the Chargers. But Greg, the next time we will be on this show, we will be just breaking down the Dallas Cowboys at the defending champion. Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be prognosticating on what Tom Brady will do, what Dak Prescott might do, how they might finish in in uh overall on the week. You know, CD Lamb, Michael, do you play Michael Gallup? Is Giovanni Bernard going to be a thing? Find out on the next episode <laughs> of Fantasy Football Diagnostic. <laughs> but make sure you check us out next well, the episode will drop on Thursday. If you watch on YouTube, it'll well. If you watch on YouTube, if the video's out, it could potentially be out on Wednesday. But turn those notifications on so you could find out. But it'll definitely be out on podcast platform Thursday at midnight. And um, you know, we we'll appreciate we appreciate the love. Be safe this weekend, Labor Day weekend. Spend time yes, with family, loved ones. Um, you know, just continue to be safe. COVID is not over and um, you know, we'll just, we'll see y'all next week and we'll be breaking, having our regular season schedule and have at it y'all. So have a good one and we are out of here. Peace. We out.